Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings. Hey, thanks for joining me here on the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, your host, Damian Mason. Got a great program for you today because we're talking about strategies to know. Strategies to know. This is something you can employ in your life and business to make yourself more successful, to attain longevity. Strategies to know. And I'm not talking about know like K-N-O-W. I'm talking about strategies to the word know. In life and in business... You are constantly trying to cultivate opportunities, correct? You want to go about your business and your life by making yourself more valuable so that the marketplace will reward you financially with business and or jobs and opportunities that are profitable because you bring some expertise, some work ethic, some knowledge, some skill set. Here's the thing especially when you're in small business, but in any business, and this applies to everybody, whether you have a normal job or you're an entrepreneur like me, this is applicable. Sometimes to advance yourself and to have longevity in the marketplace, you need to be able to say no to opportunities that are beneath you. Now, this is not being arrogant. This is in no way, shape, or form being uh, arrogant and, and entitlement mentality, because you know, if you listen to my stuff, if you've read my book, you know that is not me. I'm talking about when you put yourself in a position for success and greater opportunity, you sometimes are also needing to be able to turn down lesser opportunities, to be able to walk away from deals that are not going to be a great fit, to be able to decline offers or potential business transactions that are not going to work for you, might even be a detriment to you. Strategies to know. That's what we're talking about. I pinned an article about this. I'm also sharing it with you. Speaking of sharing, would you do me a big favor? I would like you to go to the Damian Mason channel on YouTube. It's Damian Mason channel. Just go on YouTube, type in Damian Mason channel. It doesn't cost you anything. You just go there and you hit subscribe and you will then get my stuff. It doesn't cost anything, but what it will do is it'll help me get some more traction out there, which then more people will see my message. And that would be very good for me. And I would be very appreciative to you. Also, do me a favor and share this. Really trying to build up some uh, more following on the Do Business Better podcast. My ag podcast absolutely just tears it up, but that's because I've done so many speaking engagements to all these ag companies. And sometimes people forget that I have this nice podcast over here that's more about uh, small biz, business people, entrepreneurs, gig economy, self-employed types, and for, of course, you. So strategies to know. What am I talking about here? All right. Again, this matters in all of business. You know, I've been out here, I'm 51 years old, and I've been on it now for 27 years. I'm going to be starting my 28th year in August of 2021. Wow, think about that. 1994, I quit my job. And I came up doing comedy. And you know the story if you keep up with my stuff. But it doesn't matter what I've done. Let's talk about you. You had jobs that you took, the first job that came along. You took the opportunity you had. You took the your dad's friend came home, or you came home, or your dad came home and said, hey, my buddy needs somebody. You're going to be uh, working in his uh, garage. You're going to be, uh, uh, honey, you're going to be uh, helping this uh, lady out at the bakery. Whatever that thing is. And 
You might still be doing that, but chances are you've moved on. You aspire to move on and you do move on by being able to build your skill set and move forward and then take on better opportunities, better offers, better jobs, better positions. But especially when you run your own enterprise, there's always going to be these other things that come up and you look at the books and you say, man, I've got a slow month. I need some revenue. I'm going to have to take this situation. It's not really ideal, but man, I need the revenue. And then you all of a sudden are doing jobs and opportunities and projects and contract work that is not a good fit. And again, it might end up being bad for you. So everybody that runs their own enterprise knows what I'm talking about. And now you're saying, all right, Damien, I get it. I think I agree with you. You see, because we all do what we have to do, right? That's the premise of economics. We do what we have to do. One of my big things, and I talked about it in Do Business Better, that I think success, I think success is about, quite simply, each day doing more of my choosing and less that has been imposed upon me. I like work. You like work. You're listening to this because you still enjoy doing what you do, but there's certain work you'd probably like to not have to do. There's certainly things you did five years ago that if the money was the same or 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if they said, hey, do you want to come work in the ceiling tile factory like I did in 1990? I'd probably say, no, I don't want to work in the ceiling tile factory for $9.35 an hour on the overnight shift in a place that makes me itch. Place is closed, actually. So, so the question is, how can you be continually insulating yourself and making it so that you can say no to be able to decline work? It was told to me a long time ago in show business. They said, when you get to where you can turn down offers, you will be powerful because that is uh, something that a lot of people cannot do, right? And I remember it happened for the first time for me. I was in, uh, I was about my second to third year, third year, I think it was in professional comedy. Uh, And I remember thinking to myself, man, I don't know if I can do this. I'll revisit that story here in a little bit, but I wanted to tell you about that. Trust me, when you come up doing comedy, your first couple of years, you do things that you'd be bragging on these events if you called them humiliating. You'd be bragging them up if you said this was a humiliating and embarrassing thing that I did back in my first year. You'd be bragging on them to say that. So anyway. Let's talk about you. Strategies to know. How are you going to say no? What things are you going to do? So I'm going to share with you the five things, the five strategies to know. Five things that you can do right now. Start doing them and it will make it so that you can increasingly decline offers and opportunities that do not fit, that are not going to be your best foot forward, that maybe won't further and advance your business. Here's the five strategies, very simply. Five strategies to know. First off, save your money. When you have money in the bank, you are less desperate, right? When you have money in the bank, you all of a sudden say, hey, everybody out here is looking at this situation and they think that I have no choice. But you do have choices because if you don't have to do anything, you don't have to take a bad offer. Debt makes you beholden to others talked about it in my book about money because I have people that tell me, man, I want to be on my own, Damien. I've got this. I'm creative. I've got a great product. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm passionate, passionate, passionate. That's great. And I say, let's talk about money. Oh, I don't like money. I'm more of a creative type. I'm like, well, by God, you work in business to make money. And if you don't have a handle on business and money, you're going to struggle. So you want to get to where you can say no and decline things, save your money, live below your means. Learned it a long time ago. 
I learned a long time ago because I've been out here for a long time. You have also. When do you feel you're most confident? When you are sitting on some cash, right? Debt makes you beholden. Debt also makes you sometimes desperate. Remember that thing they told you when you were a kid? Maybe you got on a horse and they said, or maybe a dog frightened you, and they said, that animal knows when you're scared. It knows you're scared. Well, the marketplace is like that horse or that dog because the marketplace knows when you are desperate and will react accordingly by trying to take advantage of you. Not being mean, I'm being frank. Marketplace, the marketplace can be sometimes cruel, and it will take advantage of you if you look desperate, and if you are desperate and need the money, you will have to do what the marketplace dictates. Save your money. Number two, strategies to know. Speaking of money, establish multiple revenue streams. Okay, maybe you have a normal job. You're like, hey, I got a normal job, Damien. I listen to this and I watch your podcast because I, I love the thing and I want to start my business someday. But what are you talking about here? All right. Generally, most people have one source of revenue, right? They work as a teacher, janitor, uh, salesperson, whatever. And then there's people out here that are more entrepreneurial, have a business, and maybe it's just one revenue stream. They do one thing. They sell widgets really well. But when that one job or that one widget uh, demand goes down, are you going to be okay? It's one thing to say I got money in the bank. I got three months in the safe. You know, I got six months of savings. I got investments, whatever that thing should be, whatever saved money it is that you think it will be to make you feel comfortable. But then there's the next part about revenue. You see, ask any small business person, they'll tell you about the stress of negative cash flow. When there is no revenue coming in, when you've got more expenses than you've got revenue, or when you have a bunch of expenses and no revenue, oh my God, is it starting to get stressful around the home office, right? So, Multiple revenue streams, even if you have a normal job, could be you've got a normal job and a side hustle. You've got a normal job, a side hustle, and your spouse does this other thing. You've got a normal job, a side hustle, and you and your spouse also have this other little thing. You've got three sources of income. You've got a job, and you've got a side hustle, and you also own a rental property that earns you income. You see, the more things you can put in the mix that make you revenue, the easier it is to be able to say no. When a job or a project or a contract comes along that you are looking at and saying, you know what, I just don't know that I need this, I don't know that I want it, I don't think it's gonna be a fit, but damn it, I'm desperate. When you're Revenue comes from multiple sources. Even if one little thing is down, you then can take care of that. I encourage you to get a bunch of different things and look at it every day and say, what could I do to get some more revenue? Damian Mason's revenue is rental income, farm, speaking, product sales, consulting, investment returns. Not being braggy here, I'm just telling you, I've learned because I've been through this thing where if you don't have enough different sources of revenue, when a quarter looks bad on the main primary source of revenue, you are going to then be more desperate. But if you got three other things feeding in, you're like, okay, we're fine. Number one, save your money. Number two, strategy to being able to say no is to have multiple revenue streams. Number three, cultivate a deep network. Cultivate a deep network. Whatever am I talking about? Opportunities arise from other people. Okay, maybe not 100% of the time. 
Maybe you were out like Jed Clampett and you were shooting at some food and up from the ground come a bubble and crude. And that opportunity did not arise from other people. But that, by the way, is a 1960s era sitcom and you and I are living in the year 2021. Generally, the opportunities that you're going to be presented with are going to be presented to you by other people. Opportunities in the marketplace do arise. Smart, capitalizing, entrepreneurial people say, it looks like this is going on and I'm going to create this thing. And even then, you're probably still going to team up with somebody, a collaborator, a co-creator, somebody to help you fund this thing. Maybe you're the funding person. They're the person that actually has to do the engineering, the work, whatever it is. Generally speaking, you're going to need other people. So what's your network look like? Okay. I know we're all guilty of this because now we have social media. So we look at social media and we say, hey, man, I've got like 9,000 connections on LinkedIn. My network is amazing. Really? Well, let's just be frank about that. How many of those connections connected with you because you had a decent following, because I have this issue, and some damn person that wants to tell me about uh they're consulting for insurance company business out of Okinawa, Japan. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know me. I don't know you. And you believe that to be an actual network? Of course it's not. Just for fun, go and look at your LinkedIn connections. If you think that's where your cultivated network is. And be honest with yourself. Look at all of them and say, okay, however many there are. How many of them are currently doing business with you? How many of them, if you picked up the phone and called them, even with a message ahead of time and said, hey, I would like to call you to talk about this business thing, would they take your call or even return a message? A cultivated network is actually the people that will take your call, the people that will take your message, the people that you can actually fuse some business synergies with. A cultivated network are the people that, if nothing else, you can call and say, hey, Jerry, Hey, Cindy, I've got this thing, and I don't know that you're the right person, but don't you do business with XYZ Corporation, and I think that we could team up on some of this. Can you please give me a connection and a warm introduction? Oh, that's how these things work. Of course it is, because you and I both know. If someone called me out of the blue, I'd say, hey, that's nice, that's great, but I don't know that I can help you. But if somebody that was in my network said, Damien, I think there's an opportunity for both of you to make money here, and I know that you and I have done something similar in the past. Would you take a call from Jerry or Cindy? And I'd say, absolutely, because when you have a cultivated network, you actually keep it active and alive and warm. Don't make this mistake of thinking that just because you did some business with so-and-so back in 1996 that they're still going to take your call. You want the lesson about that? I went through that when I had to reinvent myself after political comedy left my entire existence and I said, crap, I got to get something else going. All those people that said, hey, this political comedy thing runs out another six or ten years, you just look me up. And I did. Called a couple hundred of them. Nobody took my calls. Nobody took my calls because I had let it gone dead. They were people that I had done business with six, eight, nine years prior. Yeah. I was a neat old comedy guy. They didn't feel like they owed me anything. And my network was not very well cultivated with some of those people. Keep your network cultivated. Very big lesson to me, and it should be a lesson to you. You know what? There is somebody that you know 
that was your first boss at your first job, your second boss at your first job, your third boss at your second job, whatever the hell it is, that looked at you and said, that's an aspiring, hardworking up-and-comer. That girl right there is smart, she's got moxie, and she's going to be something someday. And then you liked that person, right? And then that person, maybe she went on to a different career, and, and you did too, and, and you had a good relationship, and maybe you could do something good now, and maybe that person is in a role where they could toss you a million-dollar contract at your new startup that you're a part of. And unfortunately, you haven't really contacted that person since that time you went and drank wine together on her last week in the job. Keep your network cultivated. Always remember that also, the networking highway is a two-way street. Can I actually make an introduction to you for this person? Can we do some good here? Cultivate a deep network and also keep it warm. Don't get lazy. Fourth strategy to know. Fourth strategy to put yourself in a position where you can decline Positions, jobs, offers, contracts that you do not want. Continuous learning. Yes, I have talked about it before. But one of my big subjects is reinvention. I spend time in front of audiences talking to them about what are they doing to reinvent? What are they doing to look different than the marketplace? What are they doing to look different than the commodity producers that they compete with? How are they still relevant to the customer base? Some of this comes about from continuous learning. Remember... There was a time, not that long ago, that the payphone repairman was flush with cash and in demand. Didn't need to advertise, didn't need to learn anything new, because by golly, those payphones, they'd been there in the airports and the shopping malls, and they, phone, phone booths were, were at the, the movie theater. Along the, along the damn sidewalk, there was payphones. Somebody bust them. Guy had to learn how to fix them. Of course, I don't know any payphone repairmen, but I know that there were such people. The point being, if you thought I am amazing at repairing payphones, you would have been fine in 1980, probably even still 1990, 1995, maybe even the year 2000. Where would you be now? Hopefully retired with a nice pension from some of the, one of the big utility companies. But if you were not, you are going to be screwed. So the point is continue learning. Learn new things because you might be amazing at one thing or another. You might be the best, the best widget consultant of all time, the best repairman of payphones that's ever existed. But the marketplace is going to potentially, very possibly, move on and not require your service. So always be learning a new skill set. Always be looking at what you can do to stay in front of this. Continue learning. Strategy number five, strategy number five on how to say no. The strategies to know number five is constantly create demand. Yes, you're saying, Damien, you're a marketing kind of guy. I get it. You've got your social media and your newsletters and you've been on TV and you've got those books. But that's not me. I'm out here. I'm doing this business. doesn't matter what you do. The world might not know you exist. Or when your customers that you currently serve, that you've been doing great business with for two decades, leave, retire, get fired, die, then what the hell happens? You're saying, well, I'll just find another one. Well, maybe you will. You haven't marketed in 20 years because you decided that why market? I'm as busy as I want to be. Oh, yeah. 
Remember the point that I always make. The world does not know you exist. You're going to say, but word of mouth. Word of mouth is an insult to the established business person. The world does not go around just word of mouthing you randomly. The world doesn't know you exist. Now, your happy clients, those that you have served amazingly well, they give you word of mouth because you've worked your tail off to do a great job for them. Now, the smart marketing-minded, the person that continues to create demand for themselves and their business, will amplify the voice of those paying clients, meaning you will take those paying clients that you have done work for and that say good things about you, and you will take that voice, that word of mouth, and you will amplify it and tell the masses. That's what marketing looks like. Don't pull this amateur crap of, well, I'm kind of busy right now, so I didn't think I needed to advertise. Oh, hey, I'm not busy. I need to advertise, but I ain't got any money to advertise. That's very hand-to-mouth, backward thinking. Coca-Cola, you've heard of them, Coca-Cola spends 11% of revenue on marketing and branding initiatives every year. 11%. Ask yourself this question. Are you more famous than Coke? I can answer it for you. You're not. Devote money on a marketing plan with discipline and daily activity so that the next person that comes along and the next person after that, the next person after that might be the kind of people that you want to do business with, that you want to work for. If you're talking about a normal job, make sure that you're still telling the world what you do and how you can do it and how you can serve them because then, then you'll have so much demand through your marketing effort, through your creation of demand, that you can turn down those opportunities that are not as high paying, that are low budget, the kind of jobs you don't want. All right. I know I spent a little time setting it up, but I think it's very important because the average person is saying, Damien, man, I don't know. I'm out here all about just you know trying to make sure I have opportunities. Now you're telling me to turn some of them down. Yes, you want to turn down some. Anybody that's been in business, anybody that's had a crappy job understands the value of this. You don't need to be an MBA. I'm not. I just know that there are jobs you don't want. There are clients you'd like to not have. There are positions you'd rather not fill. If you are desperate... You will have to do those jobs, fill those positions, take on those clients. But eventually, you want to be able to say no. There's tremendous power in being able to say no. I gave you the five strategies to know. And they are, again, I shall give them to you. Save your money. Establish multiple revenue streams. Cultivate a deep network. Continue your learning. And most importantly, constantly create demand so that way you'll have enough of it that you can turn down the lesser demand from the lower budget, the kind of jobs you don't want that are a pain in your ass. I can tell you that it's very difficult to say no. It's very difficult not to take on everything. I respect and admire those companies that I have worked with. I've even tried to be a customer. And they said, you know what? I don't think we're a fit. And I said, I don't know, man. I liked what you did over here for, for, for Bob and Mary. I'd really like it if you could do that for me. No, no, really, that's not a fit. We're not a fit. And I admire them that they are able to say no. You've had them. Contractors, people at my Arizona renovation jobs that I've looked at. I've had uh, service providers. And more and more, I'm becoming this way myself. I know what I'm a fit for, and I know what I'm not a fit for. I know what I can do for you and what I can deliver, and I know that this will be a very good and harmonious and productive and profitable relationship for all involved when we are able to say no to those things that do not fit and instead hold out for those things that we can say yes to that are amazing fits that we can both prosperously do together. 
started turning down jobs two to three years into my comedy business. And uh, you work that hard to get to where you have people that will hire you. You're out there busting your tail. You're doing these humiliating events, these events. You just are like, oh, my God, I don't want any of my friends to see me doing this. And then you get to where it's like, hey, man, my act's come along. Hey, I'm getting that phone's ringing. I'm going to turn down some of these low-budge things. And then you go through that thing. You're like, oh, I don't know, man. I could use that 300 bucks. You say, yeah, but the problem is if you're doing $300 gigs, you'll always be doing $300 gigs. And that's what you don't want. So the point is you want to continue to elevate and grow and say no to those things that don't put you in the path to success and longevity and instead set yourself up for those things that do. Otherwise, you'll get stagnated or set back and you'll be back to where you didn't want to be. Very powerful, Bill, saying no. I hope you can do so. This is the Do Business Better podcast. If I can do you and your business any favors about helping you do business better, please call me. Look me up on DamianMason.com. The world's opening back up. I am doing live speaking engagements again. I'm still doing stuff online and virtual if you so choose. And uh, you know what? I'd love for you to bring me an opportunity that we can both say yes to because we know it'll be good for everybody involved. Till next time, please, thanks a lot for subscribing. Thanks for being on here. And um, I hope this was very helpful to you and you can apply this to your own life and business. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.